fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Showtime, a-holes! Ah! And now, brought to you by Raw Muscle Magazine. It's Muscle Asylum Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 93 of Muscle Asylum Radio and some episode on uh, Muscle Asylum TV. We're not even keeping count on those. Today we are joined by, say hello to Jimmy, he's not there, because he's a, he's a dead shit, and I've got late, uh, Mick the Gift Galley and our special guest, IFBB Pro and newest 212 amateur, uh, not amateur Olympia, fucking Olympia contender, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to get used to, uh, Aaron Polites, what's happening buddy? Hey guys, what's up? Just put me laptop on charge because it's got a 3% battery, but we're all good. It probably should have been done while we were having our chat beforehand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now nah, good. Right on. Long time no speak. It has been a while. Well, we do speak on a regular basis on social media, but we haven't done one of these in a while with you. Gally, you're all yeah. the way in the States at the moment. 4 or 30 in the morning, you wake up to do this. How's, uh, how is it over there? Is it warm or cold? Uh, no, it's getting warm. So I'm in Dallas. That's where we're based from. And, um, it's just starting to come into their, their warmer months, which is, it's, which I've been told is really humid, but that's what I love. So I'm really enjoying it. But, um, I just got back from Boston yesterday morning and that was pretty damn cold there. So the, the weather changes dramatically around here from state, as you know, as you were just here, just from state to state, the weather just, it's all over the place, but yeah, no, nah, things are good. Yeah. Things are good. I, I expected Jimmy to be on with us as well. So that's a bit of a shame. It would have been fun with Jimmy because we spent the weekend at the uh, fitness expo and we were literally in there for a good two and a half minutes before we just bailed. <laughs> it's the same old shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, no. It was a good weekend, I guess. Nothing really much to report. I had my surgery. Had my fat ripped out of my arm galley and the thing out of my head. You see the scar? Yeah, I did. I was, yeah. yeah. So that scar, that scar, I reckon, is going to look worse than the actual fucking cyst on my head. But that, <laughs> that's a meaner scar. You can see that, yeah? Ooh, yeah. I'm not even flexing. So that there, that's the lipoma that I was talking about. And it was apparently yeah. around that big. But when they cut it out, it was the size of a large egg. I was talking, oh, to, I was talking to, uh, to uh, Aaron about this this week because he had one on his lower back or something, didn't you, during pregnancy? Yeah. Not a, but yours oh, wasn't my... a lipoma, but eh? Nah, mine was a um, hillenidal cyst. On the top of my tailbone, worst spot ever, man. Because every time I sat down, I didn't talk about it in my prep because I had a couple of injuries. I just didn't. I, I don't know. I just thought this prep. I'll just keep quiet with these issues. And then that one was the worst because I um every time I sat down on the bench, it hurt. And the leaner that I got, so the leaner my ass got, the less cushion there was there, and it was hurting. And they're like, look. I was said to the doctor like, like to cut it out. It's going to be three and a half grand. And then you have to like um, it's a common for truck drivers and common. It's more of a, more common than I thought after I was speaking to a few people that have had it. And they said, um, you might not be able to train in that. You have to go to the hospital every day. It depends what procedure they did. It's a few different procedures. Some, one of them, you have to go to the hospital, hospital every day and get it redressed. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because I'm doing a show. So they said, just keep it clean and try and keep off it. So I just – I had to stick off doing flat benches and stuff like that for ages and cradling it. And then I had to buy a donut, a donut blow-up pillow, you know, those little <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was driving the truck, I sit on a donut pillow when I was driving the truck because the truck bounces up and down. And um, apparently, it's like when it's from like an ingrown hair goes in there and it, and it causes they're it. And it can make you, they're dangerous. They can make you paralyzed because they the hair actually can wrap around your spinal cord and they so can I just, paralyze you. Yeah, so I, just, I just kept it clean and, and ignored it. And it 
I don't know, just pray to God pretty much. <laughs> I wouldn't and then, that, like, yeah. <laughs> two months later, two months later, it's just got smaller and smaller. And through, through, as I got closer to the, to the show, it, it was like almost gone. And now it's like almost non existent. I never touched it. So yeah, it'll no, probably come that, back. That, that grew real quick. So if I had left that, that would have been in the muscle and they would have had to cut in the muscle. So that grew that yeah. so quick. It was literally, the, like you said, the size of a large egg. They had to stitch down and across. And he said, yeah, well, I had to have a week off trend. Well, I had to have two weeks, but I had a week you off. You can't afford to lose any more tricep, Gretchy. It's not tricep. It's like under, underneath <laughs> no, I'm just, the delt. Hey, I'm just, I'm no, just I'm saying just what you. Jimmy would have said. No, I'm just Jimmy, saying, I'm just... Jimmy would have made a synth old joke or some bullshit. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My doctor gave me some medication just as a backup plan. I said, "What happens if it bursts?" She said, "If it bursts, you can make your it can get really infected." So, <coughs> sorry. And um, she gave me a, as a backup plan. She gave me like medication to take if that happened. So I had to had to take this medication overseas just in case that it happened. Or I was thinking, if what if I got tan on it and it got infected in between shows? I was thinking all the worst. Could shit. you see it? Like, did it have a white head or anything? Nah, it was just under the skin for like 99% of it. And then at one point it comes to the surface a little bit. And then I was trying to get my missus to do a bit of home surgery on it, but she, she didn't really want to go I would have fucking put a needle in that straight away. Yeah. And, um, but I read so many things. I tried a couple of times and then, um, cause it was cut, a couple of times kind of real close to the surface. But, um, you read so much shit on Google that it can turn real bad, but I guess I just kept it real clean and it went away, so I was lucky. But that could have that could have put me out of the whole show at one point. The doctor goes, you, you could, this could put you out of the show, and I'm like, Fuck, you know, shooting myself. Let's talk about it. Really- Let's talk about your shows a little bit. So we haven't uh, spoken to you since you did the New Zealand show. So you did the New Zealand pro show. That was your first pro show ever. And um, yeah. uh, you, uh, I think the biggest story out of this, like there's, a, there's two big stories that come out of this show. Uh, number one, you going head to head against Justin Wessels, um, yeah. where everyone everyone was on the edge of their seats, literally watching. I was I remember I was on the Gold Coast because we had the uh, the uh, pro, sorry the uh, Arnold qualifiers on the Gold Coast that weekend. I remember I was yeah. driving to the hotel while watching on my phone, so very dangerous down the Gold Coast Highway while watching on my phone. Um, <laughs> but. Um, uh, and, and literally everyone else said, I remember the day that we rocked up to the show, everyone was talking about, did you see Aaron's, did you see Aaron's win? But I think it was the, the, the biggest the biggest focal point was obviously you against Justin, you being the first Aussie to ever beat Justin. So well, no one's ever done that. And then obviously qualifying for the Olympia. Now, a lot of people didn't know that that was going to be a qualifying show. There was a lot of, uh, on social media, there was a lot of debate whether or not it was a qualifying show, blah, blah, blah. But it was put to rest pretty quickly by, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Tony that commented that said, yep, no, it's definitely an Olympia qualifier. So tell us a little bit about that, how that show felt for you um, and, and your experience there in New Zealand. I, I checked if it was an Olympia qualifier when I started the prep because I, I, I wanted to only do, Charlie said to me, Charlie still mentors me. Uh, he said, I want you to only do Olympia qualifying shows. So we checked on the lead up. And, and then I suppose with Josh, Josh reckons all the 212 and open shows these days are Olympia qualifying. It doesn't matter where they are. All of them. I didn't know that. I thought only some of them were. But, oh, I wouldn't um, know. I wouldn't know at all. Yeah, so. Yeah, but um, obviously, initially, my Tampa Pro was supposed to be my first ever one, and that went bad because of a, a, a house purchase that I bought that, that turned ugly. But So then I turned, changed my sights to NZ, and um, it was I think it was the best decision for me in the end because it was the closest thing I had to a, a home crowd. So there was no New Zealanders in the show. And when I walked on the stage, I got like a really good reception. I've got a fair bit of following there. so And it was epic. You know, I, I won't lie. I was shitting myself like when 
when Justin announced, like, here I am, a versing, like, you don't know. Who, I don't know who was in the lineup, so the best pros in the world. But I definitely went up another gear when I knew Justin was in there because I'm like, man, I know the whole of Australia will be glued to it. And there's a whole there's a whole aura around him about the conditioning he brings. You know, we you remember how you joked about it that last last year that no, the year I won my pro card that he was going to do the nationals, and I thought yeah. he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I, I definitely just thought I'm just going to get shredded as possible. I wasn't worried about fullness or. I was just trying to get as skinless as I could possibly get. I literally just tried to drop as much weight as I could drop off my body. Like if if Patrick said fast for a week, I would have fasted for a week. I wasn't never ever worried about size because that was not my game that I was playing against him and the others. So I was just trying to get. That's why I was so much fuller at Indy because I was just trying to kill myself for the NZ. So, but it worked, and you know, game plan. Yeah, the um, there was a live feed that was happening during the whole thing. And um, it was it was pretty much 50-50 the whole way. People had you in front. People had Justin in front. People had you. People had Justin. Um, but I think it was your symmetry, your size, your legs that put you in front of Justin. Um, did you do anything uh, strategically with your posing or anything on stage, knowing that you're going up against Justin and you wanted to uh, really focus more on your strong points and and show show off his weaknesses? Or did you just do your own thing and stay in your lane and... The, the only thing, I never really, to be honest, I never thought about him while on the stage. I never thought about, like, trying to expose him or anything. I only thought about my strengths. And then every time that I turn to the side, like, even more so in the pro league, I get more of a reception in the pro league than I did in the amateurs. When I turn to the side and do the hammy shot, the crowd always cheers every time when I do, because that's now obviously my strongest shot with the glued ham tie-in. So I flaunt the shit out of that pose. Like, and I did that at NZ and like, I'll go really slow into it and like, and like sort of emphasize it, you know? And then as soon as I turn the glute on that whole glute ties into the hamstring, the crowd just always likes it. So I, I, I do, I, I guess I flaunt that as much as possible. And um, that worked well in the indie pro. Like I got crazy good reception there as well. So I guess they're my strengths, you know, the side shots more than anything. And in saying that, they're probably they're probably uh, Justin's weaker shots too with his hamstring and his legs. So yeah, you know, it's kind of they're, they're, they're most guys' weaker shots. I feel that everywhere I've been is their size. So, so many guys, even in the indie pro, were so big from the phone. Like indie pro, they were actual monsters, you know. But then when they turned the side, a lot of them were missing hamstrings, or they were soft. So it tend to be the um, most common thing, you know. Hey, Aaron, uh, you, you teamed up with Patrick. Um, yeah. last year to help you prep for the show. So he's a really well-known coach around the world, especially in America, and preps a lot of top athletes. How, how did that come about? And I know, obviously, he's very against cheap meals. Um, I know your past preps, that's something you enjoy doing. I know we've enjoyed we, – we went out quite a few breakfasts where you couldn't eat a thing, and you just sat yeah. there <laughs> and couldn't do it. How, how, do you, how did you find that prep? Because I know this was, a, this was a tough one for you as well. You know, Charlie was the first one to ever start making me more diligent, and that was that was hurdle number one. And he he evolved me to say level one. And then when I found Patrick, he's just like so militant, and it did take me two months to get to get into the gist of things because it's just he just will not. It's just it's just carb cycling. That's it. So it's high carb day, moderate day, low day, and then he just you know you follow follow procedure. And then I guess and then every now and then I think I think I went twelve weeks straight with that single refeed. And I remember one month into it, or four weeks into it, so I'm thinking I'm definitely needing a refeed. And I asked him, and he looked capital letters. He's like, what the fuck do you want a refeed for? And he's like, 
it's, you've only been dieting four weeks. And I thought, holy shit, like, you usually have them weekly, you know? And then he just yeah. was, he was, like, offended. And I was like, oh, okay. But then we got really close after that. But he, he just, he, he gave me two, I think, two or three meals, the whole prep off the plan. And I still had strict guidelines. Like, and these were big deals. It was, like, Christmas Day, Levi's birthday, and then my birthday. But that were the only days that where I was allowed to eat off the plan. And he said to me, like, go and have, like, Asian or sushi. And, and he said, nothing fried, no dairy, like – and it was, it was it was strict look it was strict guidelines you know so it was pretty it was pretty hard but after months of it I literally stopped thinking about burgers in the end and I wasn't I was never watching those burger ads on TV or like, drooling like I used to be I just stopped thinking about them altogether so do you, you, know, do you think was. it was beneficial doing what you did like do you do you, looking at yourself and the in the package that you brought to these shows do you think there was that much more of a difference not incorporating cheat meals to preps where you did incorporate cheat meals. I hate to say it, but I, I honestly, yes, I do. I, I do. We spoke about this the other day with Pat, and he was, talk, he was talking about some certain other well-known coaches and their big refeeds and their and their muffins and their pizzas and all this shit. And he he reckons over time, when you have the cleaner food, you, number one, the next day I was performing better in the gym. So when I have the calculated refeed, I'll go to gym on Monday and I wake up fresh with, with energy and I was not bloated and I was stronger. Where the old school way, where you just Let's be honest. Just shove as much food as possible. I wake up the next morning often bloated. Sometimes got a bit of the runs or a bit crook in the guts, or you or you dropping your guts all day and you feel like shit. You don't perform like an athlete. You feel a bit. And sometimes I'd hold water for three days. But when it, with his ones, they're calculated to the point where some days I wake up lighter the next day, and then he'd go do it again, and he'd do it two days in a row. They were very slow incremental refeeds, and I'd and I'd perform better in the gym. So over time. If you looked at that before and after I posted the other day, I grew heaps in that prep. Like I got bigger and bigger, and bigger. I felt like I was getting bigger and stronger throughout the prep, and that and I truly noticed my strength and size was holding a lot, lot better, having calculated quality food as opposed to just like fried chips and burgers and stuff like that. So, do you know um, what your uh, calorie intake was on on the high, moderate, and low days? I know the car off the top of my head. The carbs, the carbs were high day was six. 600 moderate day was about 350 and low was 200 we never went below 200 so um i thought it was lower than that till i actually added up and told logan and adam but it was just 200 was the load it was my depletion days which in previous years i've gone zero or 100 grams but we only went down to 200 and then every now and then he would do a real high one where this um high day times uh 1.5 so that would be 900 grams of carbs and that was sort of pretty random but because sometimes I do a high day and drop weight, and I'll do a high day again, drop weight, and then he'd have to do a couple in a row. But did so he, yeah, it was two hundred three. Did he have your high days on specific body part days that you train in the gym? Like, was your high days your back and your leg days, or did it? That just was up to me. So I, I structured the training, and I just always did that. So if he gave me a high day, I'd move around my. I was. I'd think about it scientifically every single time. So when I start to struggle. And he he gave me a high day. If, if I didn't want to train legs, it was too bad. I'd go and train legs because I thought it's smarter to train legs now. And then I'd I'd train legs or back always on the high days. And um, my protein was like three thirty protein as well. But fats were bare minimal, like absolute minimum trace fats. So he's high carb, low fat. Um, yeah, moderate protein was moderate, I guess. So that was the macros anyway. But I never really added up the calories to be honest. Once you know the macros we played around with them you know and when i read when i done the carb load for nz you wouldn't even believe it i only carb loaded on like 500 550 grams of carbs 
Did you deplete for that at all? No, he does it early. Like, he'll start, like, Patrick starts really early. So two weeks out, the NZ was the hardest of my bit of my life. He went six days low. And I, I was, like, two days into the low, three days into the low, and I was already the leanest I'd ever been. And I was, I, I walked in the gym of Logan, and I said, I was dying, man. I, I was, like, I'm literally, I said, I'm getting refeed tomorrow. Thank God. I'm pushing to the limit. And I took some photos of Logan, and I sent them to Pat, and he goes, hmm, push till Sunday. And I was like, what? And I, and, I, and I swear it was one of the lowest days I ever had. Like, Logan said, he, Logan said to me straight out of the man, I've never seen you push as hard. I don't even think I could go how how deep in into the darkness you're going right now. Because like, you can see I was dying. And I said, he just texted me to go to Sunday. And the first time in my career, I said to him, I'm out. I go, I won't make it. I said, Pat, I've never pulled out of a show. I will not make it to Sunday. I could barely even walk to the car. I kept, like, feeling like je- getting jelly legs and, like, feel like I was going to fall over. And a couple of times, even at World Gym Kuma, I, ke- I kept falling onto the ground. Like, my legs would give way. I was just so wrecked. And then I backed my car into the fence the next day at Kuma, and I just had it repainted, and I backed it in the fence and smashed the back of it. And then he just said really calmly, he was like, never blew up. He's like, come on, man, you've, you've got this. Do you want to make the Olympia or not? And then he's just like, just take it day by day. You'll wake up. You'll wake up better tomorrow. And then the next day, I wake up a little bit better. And then he just took it sort of day by day. And he's just always, he was always very calm. And he sends me long voicemails. And he's like, you, you've got this, man. Come on, bro. You're looking better. Think about the Olympia. How bad do you want it? And he just kept like reassuring me. And then some days were better than others. Even when the dark bits, like the next day would be better. And then I just, we got to Saturday morning and then he refed me. And then after that, it was easy till the NZ because. Saturday was like six days out. He actually gave me like moderate carbs all the way to New Zealand. So I thought it was going to be like hell for the final two weeks, but he fed me up all the way to the plane. And then we just did two more two more low days when we got there to get rid of the water, and then he carved me up again. So he sort of puts you through the hell part like two weeks out. I'd say like two weeks to like a week out, you know, and then that's the hard part. So it's a bit different to what I've ever done, you know. Hey. Is it true that uh, Logan signed up with him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should <laughs> <laughs> That means yes. <laughs> that means yes. How did you get onto him, Aaron? Oh, uh, man, I've just followed him. Me and Logan always brainstorm with each other all the time. We always watch the same stuff. We were always watching him, and I was like, man, he, he all his athletes are shredded, and they it's not just being shredded. Like I felt like I was shredded when I won my pro card. It was they get full and shredded and their glutes all of them have crazy glutes i'm like what are they doing there what magic potions are they using so i watched for ages and ages and he preps a lot of shorter guys too and then he gets them and the average guys then they become amazing and i'll just then i'll just send them this transition and then one messaged him and i said you ever coach anyone from australia he said no and to be honest i think i told gally the story i i texted him some photos and he said mate I think that you have a physique worthy of making Olympia. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I truly believe that. And, and he's like, and he's like, look, I'll, I'll co- I'm, I'm happy to coach you and this and that. And he's like, if you don't place, you don't pay me a cent. So I was like, okay. I was like, and then I was ringing Gallium Logan. I'm like, man, he thinks I'm going to place in the pro show. Like, freaking out. Like, he goes, if you follow my plan, you, you'll be able to. But I must admit, the first couple of months were hard. There's a, you know, he gives you a lot. The, comp, the diet's pretty complicated and a lot of things at different times of day. And he, even his health supplements, there's a long list of stuff that he gets you to get. So it's not very simple to follow. 
Are they vitamins, vitamins for your heart and shit like that? Yeah, like everything, man, like it's, and stuff you never heard of. And I'm like, what's this? And I've got to Google it and some stuff you can't get in the country and it's, it's like, just uh, full on. Same and, Matt Jansen, and, same thing, yeah. Yeah, and then he'll – but everything has explanation. Like he'll send me a voice message and he sounds American on the on his voice message, but he's Swedish. But um, he'll tell me why, why you have this, why you have that and, you know, and – um. Yeah, his hormone knowledge and everything else is just oh, – he's just so smart, man, like freakishly smart. So, mm. Tell us about – obviously, after you won that New York uh, – the New, Ze- New Zealand Pro, you had a couple of weeks to the Indy Pro. So yeah. tell us about those two weeks because I know that was tough for you too because you did go to the Arnolds. Um, obviously, what yeah. you muscle so uh, the, the, the two days out from the, from the um, NZ Pro was – I don't know if you noticed, I disappeared off social media when I landed in NZ because – I had a hell two days because we, we couldn't get into our apartment at three in the morning. I had a two-year-old child. We're out in the rain and we couldn't get in our apartment because they didn't tell us what – they left a key in the key box and didn't tell us what number our apartment door was. Travelling just so, doesn't agree with you, does it? Because the same thing happened oh, when you did the man, amateur – amateur the, uh, the, the Arnold. <laughs> that was the worst of, my, of, of competing of, of my life. Like, imagine the five, six-hour flight plus two-hour airport fuck around. Then we spent – two hours trying to get into this apartment and I had this Instagram follower. His name's Bradley. Bradley Tick is on Instagram. Nicest guy ever. He dropped me there and gave me all my food and everything. He made two days of the food for me just out of his own goodness of his heart. Thank, praise the Lord he was there. I said, can you just hang around for a second? I've got a gut feeling this is going to go bad and I, I predicted it and then it went bad and, he, and we, we, me and him were running around the hallway. I said, bro, there's 200 rooms here. How do we, we were literally trying the key in every door. I was putting my key in random people's doors at three in the morning. Imagine how much I was shitting themselves and I said, Someone, someone's going to call the police and then I, I, my, my son started, he's running around the streets in the three o'clock in the morning, jumping in puddles and stuff. And then he goes, look, Jordan's come back to my house. I said, oh, right. So we went back to his house. We got to bed at 5.30 a.m. At his house? Like, I got to bed. The sun was coming up when I went to bed. Say, what, at so his house? At Bradley's house? Yeah. And at, all my mates were like, how do you look? How do you look? And I'm like, like, shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck off. The next day, I didn't <laughs> reply to everyone. And everyone's like, where's he gone? Man, I, I had three kilos of water. I had cankles. I was so stressed. So it took me two days to get rid of the water, and even the next day I was still watery, and I'm going to even Adam and Logan, I'm like, man, I'm so watery, like, I didn't want to talk to anyone, and, and at the same time, people on social media going, oh, Aaron could win this, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a letdown, man, like, I'm going to look terrible, and then, like, the, was Mo Masawi's in his shop that day, I started drying up, and that's when I took that side shot in, like, a G-banger in his, um, in his, um, sub shop, that's the day, like, the day before, I just started leaning up at the last minute. Because um the water took a few days to get off, so how how, yeah, how many days before the show were you in, did you land in New Zealand? I landed Wednesday, and it was the show was Saturday, yeah. So I only just come and started coming together Friday morning, like Wednesday and Thursday. It looked like an absolute bag of shit. Like I looked, oh man, it looked so. It's lucky you uh, was, you got you landed there early. And my glutes, like I left with shredded glutes, and my glutes were like really soft, soggy and soft, and I was just freaking out about the glutes. So they just look like they're fat. Yeah, and uh, right. you know, and then um, thank God to come together. Then in between the shows, yeah, I was running on a high, so you know, I was qualified for the Olympia. So I messaged Joe and said, "Do you want me to come down to Melbourne?" He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Fucking, I'm come. I'm I'm running on a high." And so I went down to Melbourne, and that was a fun weekend. But you know, that was tiring as well. I lost two kilos on that Saturday at the expo. So then Patrick yeah. refed he refed me again on Saturday night. I was allowed to go for a steak and steak and um. Veggies and that with Logan and Jane. So I went to dinner on the Crank Casino Saturday night in between the shows. That was fun. 
And because um, I lost two kilos that day, I did seventeen thousand steps on a on my Apple Watch, which is a lot for me. And um, yeah, I was running on a high. But then when I got back to the Gold Coast that Monday, oh, I hit, felt like a freight train hit me. Did you say? But you, then I, you obviously you in those two weeks, you didn't anticipate. Well, you you probably anticipated it, but you didn't put all your your, your uh, eggs in the one basket and thinking that you would walk away winning the New Zealand show. So you had already signed the contract for the Indy Pro. Would you have would you have done that Indy Pro if you hadn't already signed the contract? Yeah, I would have probably still done it. To be honest, I would have done, I would have done the the Island Pro after the Indy Pro, even if I won both shows, because I wanted to really, I wanted to leave the nays the naysayers with nothing to say. You know, I'd lo- I would have loved to go three wins, which who knows if, if I could have done it or not. Three three shows, three wins, and then create a record that would be almost impossible to beat. You know, how many people, how many pros would go out there and win their first three pro shows in a row when I was so close to doing it? Because like NZ Pro was a win. Indy Pro lost by one point, and then the, in, the the Island Pro promoters messaged me and said, "Do you want to do the Island Pro?" And I'm like, "I really do actually want to do the Island Pro, but I promised my family I was doing Disneyland, so I went to Disneyland. If we weren't doing Disneyland, Jade even said that she would have just flown home, and I would have flown straight to Ireland and done that, and then flown home just to do three shows back to back. You know, um, you can never say what you were going to place, but I felt like the Island Pro was the weaker lineup of the three. At least, it, at least it was weaker than Indy Pro. Anyway, I think. But was it? Was that an Olympia? Sorry, yeah. Was that an Olympia qualifier also? You're saying they all are yeah. now, anyway. So yeah. Uh, yeah Samir, right. Is it Samir Haddad? How do you say his name? Gally. Oh, the, yeah. I know you're talking about Samir Haddad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, he's like he's like an OG, like a real old school. He's been doing it for a long time, but. He won it, you know. But um, yeah, I would have done that as well. So I really wanted to see where I stood in the American. I can't. I just wanted to see where I stood against the American pros, man. I, I really just wanted to see where I was there. I would have done it no matter what happened, you know. So how, how you know, obviously Sean Roden's a. We, you know, we all know Sean quite well, and he's a great guy. So we saw some photos of you go up when you were training at Gold's Venice prior to the Indy Pro, and uh, they were in the posing room. There were some great pictures. What What was Sean's? I mean, how did he? How did he act around you? Like, what, did he have any sort of? Any sort of words of encouragement, or he looked pretty impressed from the photos we saw. But how was he? Yeah, you know, Sean's like man, he doesn't say too much. But um, these days, like I'm really close with him these days. Like it's 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 really cool to see like how much he looks after me. Like treats me like a family on his family. You know, like anything that I need help with, like he's just no problems, man. Like anything you need, man, come see me. Come around my house. Anything like he's just so helpful and um introduced me to all the boys this time. Like. I was there with his training partner and Stan, Stanimal, you know, Stanimal. Yeah, Stanimal. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And his other training partner, his name's Hunter. He's a um, Spanish guy. He's an absolute legend. And, like, I was just hanging out with them most of the time. And then um, Breon, Breon Ainsley was there for a night or so. We spoke for, like, an hour and a half, man, like, at 9 o'clock at night. Breon didn't start training till like, 10. And, yeah, like, he just – I can't thank Sean enough for all the help he gave me, you know. And then he – Straight away, I'm like, do you want to have a quick – do some posing? He's like, yeah, man, let's go. Like, he was, like, pumped. And he says the same sort of thing every time. He goes, man, you're peeled, you're peeled. Like, but he's a positive person. Sean will never tell you anything negative. That's the only thing with Sean. Like, if you're off, he probably wouldn't say it. You'd probably go, oh, you look good, man. And he wouldn't – Sean's not – I've never seen him an arrogant, mean bone in his body. I don't think he'd tell me that I look bad. You know? Just ask him about Phil, and he'll have plenty of mean things to say. He doesn't like oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, we spoke, yeah, we spoke about that for a while. Is Sean back training with uh, Charles Glass? 
No, nah, he wasn't when I was. Oh, no, nah, he is. I think, yeah. He's. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he was a bit there when I was there. But to be honest, like, yeah, he trained with Stan almost every time I was there. Yeah. Him and Stan, you know. Didn't look very high intensity either, to be honest. No, I, 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 I said to him, I said to him, like, do you lift any weight or just talk the whole time? Like, he just talks the whole time. Yeah. Right. Fucking but, um, genetics for you. They don't even yeah. have to fucking train hard, man. Man, it's all genetics, to be honest. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. He works hard for sure, but, you know, he definitely loves to chat. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So when when did, when do you think it mentally and emotionally sunk in for you that you're actually doing the Olympia? Like, I think for everyone, well, for me anyway, I think it sunk in more when I saw your name on the list. That was the, oh, shit. That's Aaron's yeah. name on the list. You know what I mean? Like that—that that was the biggest. Uh, the, like that—that—that that, that was where it really sunk in for a lot of people. But what about for you? Was it as soon as you won, or did it take a few days for you to actually? It took. It, it took weeks. It took honestly weeks. Like I, as I said, I couldn't sleep before the before the show because I had anxiety because I, I was joke bad. I had it at the at the gym that day. Logan's like, bro. I know this is a long shot, but this could happen. He goes, can you imagine if you won NZ and you went to the Olympia and I'd do the amateur Olympia, then we go to the Olympia at the same time and we both do both do the Olympia. And I said, oh, man, can you imagine that? And that helped me through that day that I was struggling. And um, I said, look, it's only a 10% chance, but I said, bro, I'll go to the death trying to get that to happen. And it actually happened, you know. But even like a, when we got back from NZ back home, I didn't sleep for the three days after. Either. I was back in my home, own bed. I'm like, I'll sleep like a baby now. I kept waking up in the middle of the night thinking, I'm going to Olympia, I'm going to the Olympia. And I just could not sleep, man. Like, I was just, and then I was up again at like three o'clock in the morning. I was putting on my Insta story. I'll wake up at 3 30 a.m. and go to the gym. I don't even think, it's, I don't think it's sunk in for you yet, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I think it'll sink in. When you're at the airport and you hop on that plane and you know this is where you're going, you're going to Vegas to compete. <laughs> when I see my name on the list, I've, I did lose my shit. Like, I looked at it about 20 times, kept showing Jade. I'm like, look, what do you scroll down the bottom? Look, who's down the bottom? He's like, yeah, I can see your name. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy though, eh? <laughs> you know? Hey, when, when does the, the official prep start? Because I know you sent me a photo yesterday. You're on the treadmill at, I guess it would have been about 5, 5.30 in the morning. So you obviously yeah. kept your cardio up. But when... When's Patrick got you actually putting the foot down again? Oh, so we're doing detox phase for a, a while, I think. Probably, I would say, probably two months, you know, six yeah. weeks. So I'm just trying to stay in condition, but more so keep healthy. So the detox is actually a detox, you know. I think my biggest flaw in previous years is you, you do a detox and then you got, you're out eating all this shit and you're undoing all your hard work. So... I'm staying in condition so I can prep less. So I reckon I can get away with a 12 week prep. So that's reason number one. And reason number two to so I'm um, obviously fulfilling the full detox phase out and just and trying to act like an Olympia person doing a, doing Olympia prep. So I'm I'm acting like one. So I was there this morning, as you said, doing step. I did my I did my prep routine. I did stepping for half an hour. I did 50 lunges, three sets of 50 lunges, and then I trained glutes for two exercises and then um come home. So. I was doing that that morning routine three or four times a week, my whole prep. Yeah. <clears throat> like Richie said before, I mean, obviously hitting you that you now do the Olympia stage, but it's something – I know you haven't been there yet, and I remember you saying to me one one time, you, you never wanted to go to, watch the, go to the Olympia unless you were doing it. Yeah. So that, that, that's pretty awesome to say that this is going to be your first Olympia and you are actually doing it. 
You just ruined my um. I've been meaning to put that on a status. But I haven't oh, done it yet. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Chris could take this like, party. I know that. I only told you that, and maybe Charlie. Charlie came up with that idea. He goes, "You never go on the Olympia until you're in the Olympia." And I always used to think it was the craziest statement. I'm like, I want to go so bad, but every year the nationals is on just before it, so I always compete in the nationals. And then Charlie said last year, "No, nah, you're not going until you're in the Olympia." And I, and then I was like, "Oh, that could be years," you know. <laughs> And then that was the plan. And I said, oh, fuck it. Well, that, that's the plan then. That's the plan. But thank God I got it because I really wanted to go this year. <laughs> so, yeah. He said the same thing with that, with a little belt that I got. I never wanted to get one of those Cardillo belts until I could have IFBB Pro on it. And I wanted one for two years. And I had to wait. I had to wait. Then, now you're going to have that, uh, that Olympia tracksuit too, which I'm pretty envious of that they give, they give to all the competitors. Charlie, Charlie said the same thing to me with the Cardillo belt. So I just ordered mine on the weekend, but it says IFB Pro Motor on the bottom. <laughs> I'll just run with that from now. Just <laughs> <laughs> that made. Man, it's so man. The, belt, the belts are expensive as hell. Like, I think the belt costs me like $400. Yeah, they're not cheap. Hey, let's, let's, they're let's, the best belts, my man. Nothing compares when you have one. Nothing compares. They're the best belts. I'm just worried about ordering one and not getting the right size and then rocking up and... Fun. Yeah, I know you have to. Yeah, um, let's go back. Let's go back to the the detox you were talking about. Behind, besides the obvious detox that you have to do at this time, uh, yeah. or the obvious part of the detox, in regards to the rest of it, are you eating differently in regards to lowering your protein to give your kidneys a bit of a break? Or um, yeah, he does that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, he um, proteins. Um, as I said, was three thirty. So he wants about hundred grams of protein a day. So I took it on my own. Um, the responsibility to just pretty much start eating a lot of vegan meals to be honest. And I kept making these jokes going, vegan life, vegan life, and people like messaging me on Instagram going, are you a vegan now? But I'm only... Roll with it. I get, you can sell that many plans yeah. now. Roll with it, yeah. Jade eats vegan meals and sometimes she gives them to me and they taste better than anything, but I never want to eat them because they're low protein. And then I thought, oh, I might as well eat vegan meals because they're fulfilling and they're low protein. So I ordered muscle meals like... Not to, not to cheekily give him a plug, but you, that's what I did. I ordered eighty percent vegan meals, and Jade and I've been eating vegan meals. And sometimes I throw one or two eggs on top, but yeah, it's struggle keeping the protein low. It's like it feels weird, but um, I, don't, I feel healthy. Like I feel strong in the gym. I don't feel like it's affecting me at the moment, but it's only been like a week and a half, two weeks. So, what about your digestion? Does it change your your your, your gut health a little bit more, or do you think that's pretty much? Well, I don't really notice any difference. I'm in condition, like the, the that that's for sure, but um, maybe that's to do with the detox and having low low water retention. But um, and I had um, I ate, eating a lot of fiber. My digestion seems fine. I had I had that cheat meal last night. I went to Milky Lane and ate all all the burgers and all the chips and all the shit. But um, you got to live at some point. Fuck, if I don't have burgers, then I'm not gonna have them the whole year. So, yeah. so, so you've got yeah. the so you've got the eight week detox that you're doing now. Yeah. So yeah. how how long does that give you to? St- to prep. So, what, how how many weeks out are you officially starting prep? I think it's like twenty. Gally probably knows better than me, but I think it's like twenty three weeks out now. So that yeah. only gives fifteen it, it, weeks. It's so we're about twenty two weeks now. Yeah, so it's going to be like twelve to fourteen week prep then, isn't it? And you know, I was thinking I was going to do this cheeky little off season in between, but I don't think that's really going to happen. It's just I don't want to. I don't want to sacrifice my health to try and chase another kg. Yeah. You know. I'm, it's my first Olympia. I just want to be the leanest person on stage. So that's what I'm going to try and do. So I'm not, at first I was like, I'm going to get home. I'm going to do a bulk. I'm going to do a two-month 
seeing how much I could fit in. But now I just want to make sure I'm 100% reset. And um, and then just, as I said, I grew into the prep, the last prep. So if I can manage to grow half a kilo to a kilo all on my back and chest, I'll be winning. That, that, that was my next question. Is Patrick expecting you to grow uh, leading into this prep or bring up any weak, weak areas at all? Or um, is, he, is he happy you know, to I'll... bring the same package? We haven't discussed that yet, but like when it, we know what needs to work is is my chest and back, which has been the main focus for the last year and a half. And they have improved, but that is take the longest. I reckon they for me the chest just takes longer than others. I don't know why, it's just a stubborn body part. But um, the back has definitely improved. Like I looked back at my videos last last night, and backs come up a lot. But it's still, you got to remember, you got, I'm comparing it to Flex Lewis, so it's still got it's still got light years to go so that's the focus but most of the time the training he leaves up to me so he's always just all the diet and and all the protocols and everything so um you know charlie brings me sometimes and tell me what to focus on and training and the most time i just bounce my training off me adam charlie logan sort of thing but um patrick's never really done i've never had a coach do my training ever my whole career never i've always done my own training which is a bit of a fun fact have you had no. have you had much positive feedback from the pros, more so in India that you've competed with? Obviously, there was a bigger lineup there. Any of the guys that have sort of helped you out or you've got along with? It was cool when I was back there, and I um, like imagine imagine I can imagine Gally would be fanboying. Like I was thinking about you, and I sit I sat down, and then Kuklo come up to me, like he'd have to he won he won the award. There's like seventy people in the room. And there was no chairs available, and he, I had a chair next to me. Gally, and he comes Gally, over. Gally oh, and wouldn't he, be fanboying. We were hanging out backstage with Rolly and Witten and uh, nah, he, William Bonnick. We were, we were chilling. We're part of the boys now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I didn't think he would know me. I didn't think he would know me. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he goes, Hey, brother, congrats on New Zealand. You look really good. You appeal. And I was like, Oh, thanks, man. I'm like, Oh, he's watching, you know? Like, And he goes, Can I sit here? I'm like, Yeah. And then he sat there next to me, and then Luke Sando come in, and then I've been speaking to Luke a little bit on Instagram. He come and goes, oh, can I sit next to you? And he sat on the left of me, so I had I had Kuklo and Luke Sando, which is like the two biggest names in the show, left and right of me, and we were talking the whole time. And I wanted to pull my phone out and take a photo, but I didn't want to be a fag, so I just didn't you do it. Been, you should have been a fag, because that would have been a memorable moment. Been, absolutely. Yeah. It's, hard not to, it's hard not to be fanboyish when you – it's like you see – it was pretty much my debut there as well. I've only just done the one before that in New Zealand. And this was the first one that had all the well-known pros. And, yeah, just – Man, yeah, I, think, so, like, I think a lot of the pros backstage, like a lot of the pros at the Arnold backstage, they're all fanboys as it is now. Like, yeah. they, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those things. Like, everyone was like, oh, look, there's Rolly. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're like – yeah, I don't think it, I don't and, think you would have been both a... too, are they? Like, look, we 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 spoke to Luke a bit at the Arnold's. Luke's a good guy. He's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's, Luke's, man, yeah. He's very down to earth. Yeah, but Kuklo's like the nicest man. He's like the nicest dude. That, one of the nicest ones I've spoken to, you know. So, yeah. um, but even the two twelve guys, I couldn't believe the camaraderie in that division, man. Like, except for not to lay hate on anyone, but maybe it could be a language barrier. But the guy that won, the Mexican guy, like he can't man speak. Like, he done a, the whole death stare thing, but everyone else in the division, we were having a ball, man. Like me, Charles Dixon, Errol Moore, and a couple of other good dudes were side stage, like dancing and mucking around and like taking the piss. Like we were having the funnest time, and we were during the posing routines, during our own routines, we were pointing side stage, looking at each other, like laughing at each other. Like it was the funnest time ever. I'd ha- never had that much fun, like being laid back, you know. And no, no egos, man. Like. 
they were like, oh, you're unbelievable, bro. Like, you want to kill it? Like, there's no egos with all the American guys that I hung out with. And um, even the guy that got second, was it second? No, third, the German guy, um, Enrico, he was a legend as well. Um, but um, yeah, I couldn't believe the camaraderie. I thought it'd be real serious and like. Do you think, and I think that's because it's a 212 class and it's more, it's not as mainstream as the Opens? Do you think that the 212s are kind of got to look after each other a lot more? And Because there's a lot of 212 names that a lot of people don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, and especially now yeah. when there's a lot of new names coming through the ranks and a lot of the older guys are starting to drop off and retire. Like, there's a new breed yeah, of 212s like, coming out. Yeah, there is. There's a whole young generation will take over soon. Like, Charles Dixon as well. Like, he was that – man, that's, that dude's got more personality than I've ever met on any pro ever. Like, he was literally dancing the whole time side stage. Like, he, he's a funny dude as well, and I can't believe he's two inches shorter than me. He's like – He's like that tall. How old are they all? Are uh, they around your age? He's nah. Charles Dixon's old. Like he, he'd be. Oh, how old would Charles Dixon be, Gally? Well in his forties, eh? Oh, yeah, he probably as old as me. Yeah. Oh, that's all real. The, all that's the real. Guys are in our division were younger guys. That all the rest of our division were actually younger guys. So, but they're always older than me. They're, there's, there's not very, very many. Couple guys, I think I've competed against me one or two that were younger than me. The rest of them were all. Well older, you know, like high thirties, forties. You know, when did you when did you have an idea that you were possibly one of the front runners for that show? Because Logan and I were, I'll give it to Logan because obviously <clears throat> I was just heading to Florida that day, so it was our times were pretty comparable, which was good. I know Logan was up at one or two in the morning watching, so we were texting back and forth, and yeah. we literally said, "Holy shit, as could possibly win this." When did yeah. you have an idea? Like, was it backstage? Was as soon as you? I was got pretty pumped. I was pretty pumped that Logan was staying up. Like, you know, I know it was one of my best mates. You know, and and you were both like, I got, I was getting messages from you pretty late. I'm thinking, and I looked at my world clock because I got a world clock for all the people that I talk to. I'm like, fuck, it's late in the morning, and Logan was like up nonstop, glued to the screen, texting me, going, fuck yeah, bro, fuck yeah, you're killing it, you know. And um, when I got there, I thought I was gonna get dusted, like not dusted, but I said to my mum and dad, I was like, when they had the tracksuits on, I'm like, they're really big, man. I was. I said, Dad, these guys are big. They're big NZ guys, and they're all weighing in way heavier than me. I know the weight doesn't mean anything, but heaps of them were like ninety six, ninety five point eight, ninety six, and I'm like, oh, these guys are really big, you know. What did you weigh? And then, I was ninety. Okay. One hundred ninety nine pounds. So whatever that is, I think it's about ninety, a bit over ninety point five. With that was with um, shoes on too. Yeah right. And uh, um, I was just like, they're a lot bigger. But then um, I don't. Know, I didn't. I sort of realised when we were pumping up backstage. I realised I was the leanest. Like I was like, I think I'm the leanest one here. And then Kuklo said again, he's like, man, you're 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 shredded, you know. And I was like, and then I then I didn't realise until I looked in the mirror. Like they they stood next to me in the mirror. And then I when we started posing, I started picking the best ones. And I was sort of out posing the best ones. And I thought, fuck, I actually looked. When I stood against Charles Dixon, and I thought, I actually look right here. I actually look half decent. You know, and then as soon as I did the prejudging, I still didn't know. I walked out and I just went out on my number. I was on the far left. That was just where my number was. I stood there for like 30 seconds. And then I was the first call out. They called my number and put me straight to the middle. And I just literally shit myself. Like I look, I had to check three times. I'm like, that's me. You know, yeah. and then they move me in the middle. And I'm like, man, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. And this is, that was the top call out. And then I, then I knew, then I was winning. Then I come back and everyone was like, oh, you, you won prejudging, you won prejudging. But then I thought I was going to win. That's the only thing. You know, I thought I won the show. Because they said, 
after the first few call outs, the, the, the steward came out and goes, you three off the stage. And then I, I said to the steward, what was that? And he goes, oh, you're top three. And I was like, holy shit. You know, I couldn't believe it. And um, then I was like, oh, at worst case, I'm top three. I told my mum and dad I'd be happy with top five. And um, so the dad's like, you said you'll be happy with top five, so you can't be mad. And I'm like, no, nah, I want to win. I want to win. But then, yeah, I must admit, there was a little, it was a bit of a weird feeling when I came out finals and I got second. Like, it was a, how to explain, like, I was super happy. Like I could see everyone going crazy on, on Facebook and everything. Australia was like pumped for it, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm pumped." But, like I thought I was gonna win. Yeah, but <laughs> at know? the same time, it's the first time you've come second in a while. You haven't lost the comp in a while. Yeah, I haven't lost in a while, and it was weird. Like, it's, and my, Jade had a feeling. She goes, "Look, I think you, I think you should win, but I got a feeling you'll come second. And I'm like, "What are you saying that for? What's that mean?" I'm like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" And Jade, she was right, you know, and then. Yeah, it was a weird feeling. Like, uh, and then Gal and Logan, everyone was like, "Well, Logan's like, fuck, bro, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe it." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm happy." And like, "Are you happy?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm happy." But it was like, yeah, it's just a weird feeling to describe. Because I thought I was going to get two out of two, and I thought how great that would have been on paper, like getting two pro shows, two wins. It would have been imagine going to the Olympia with a clean slate, you know? Yeah, but, but that, that's it, a better mentality to have what you have. You know what I mean? Like to. To, to be dirt not dirty, but to be not satisfied enough with second place means that you're only going to work hard to make sure that. Like, you're, you're going to, if you walk away a second at the Olympia, you're probably going to be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's just the way that I am. I can't change the way I feel. Like, I, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I can't, people can tell how I feel. And I'm like, I'm happy, I'm happy. They can see that I wasn't 100% ecstatic. And yeah. I'm like, people are like, man, you come second in Indie Pro. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I thought, I wanted the big vase. I didn't want the little vase, you know. But, um, you know, that, that that might be – I might look back at that in September and it might be the best thing because every time this has happened to me in my career, it's left me with a little bit of fire and I've used that fire in the prep. So now I've got that fire back where I want to beat I want to beat um, Noel, which is the Mexican guy, you know. No disrespect to him, but I just want—I want to get him in the Olympia. So that's giving me enough to fuel. Be honest. I thought that's, you, I thought yeah, you beat him. What do you now to get him, to get him back? What do you what mm-hmm. do you reckon, Gully? Do, do, do you reckon that, that there was a chance that maybe they did give it to him because you had already qualified for the Olympia? Do you reckon a little bit of politics might have been involved, or you, I don't—you don't know? Did that has that crossed me? your mind? Yes, yes. No, me I'll ask you this question, Aaron. Oh, uh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm asking I Aaron. I was going to ask you something different, Gully. A few people have said that to me, but you know, thinking about thinking thinking about it and thinking about it doesn't change anything. Like Logan, oh no, it was Jane. Logan's partner, Jane, just said, "Look, just just move on. Like you've you've got second. It's unbelievable. Just focus on September." And like you can think about it till the, cow, the cows will come home, and you'll never know. You'll never ever know what happened. You know, like I guess I could ask judges feedback. Um, but I think if, if it boils down to it, you can't really get too mad because he was bigger than me. He was definitely bigger. I felt I was definitely leaner, but his quads were massive, man. He, he was the bigger man, so that guy, that guy a, that beat you, the a, Mexican guy, beat Mahal in the Mexico Super Show last year to win his pro card, and yeah. was a hundred and like hundred and seven kilos on stage. He told me that. How is that even possible? Fuck, man! I saw photos, and he looks twice the size. He really dieted down, and obviously lost a significant amount of muscle to get to um, to get to two twelve. Yeah. So they're the positives for September. So he weighed in on the dot. So I've got six kilos to go up, and I'm obviously not going to move up much in this this year. But um, I've got six kilos to improve, you know, assuming that I improve. But um, he's got nowhere to go. So 
you know, and, and my shape, like I had a superior structure and shape and I was leaner. So if you look in the, in the, in the long term, you know, I'm in the better position. So I'm not worried about that. I'm, I'm more looking in the long term. I've moved on from that. Even, from even, even, even though about long term, even short term, I think that your physique is more suited to an Olympia physique than his is. Because he's yeah. a lot blockier, and yours, yeah. yours is the type of physique that they're going to look at and say we'd rather name him Mr. Olympia than this guy. Yeah, so I feel like I could get it back in September, you know. Like, and I always feel good that I always feel good that they gave him first then because it's like, you know, if I did win, then I sort of owe you one in September, and then if I deliver it, the package, you know, I, I think I'll do better then. So there's another, no reason why I can't be in then. So another bloke you've been going up against who you've competed against before is Ahmed Ashkenani. Yeah, man, he was. I, I, I likened him to Ahmed Ashkenani, but to be honest, man, Gretchy, you competed against Ahmed. Have you seen this Noel dude? He was freakier than Ahmed, man, because he had the freaky legs. So Ahmed had the big back, but this that Noel dude had so many lumps and bumps. He was like a little, like a little mutated cow, man. Like he was like, <laughs> so. You see him, I was like, damn, he's got some muscle that guy. But it was a little bit sloppy, and the way the waist was wide, you know. But um. Jesus Christ, his quads, like, I don't think I've been out-quadded since I've competed as a pro, and he front-on had, like, a half an inch on my sweep. Like, they were huge quads, you know? Mm. So he's super thick. So what, what, are the, what are the plans moving forward? Like, are you, uh, have you heard from the Olympia promoters, or have they, have they been in contact with you in regards to flights over there, accommodation, where you need to stay, anything like that? Like, tell us, tell us, tell us a little no. bit about oh. the process of what happens now for people that don't know. Actually, you funny to ask that. Like, I've been waiting to, to get a letter from them, or I, don't, I haven't got one yet. But um, I've been talking with my sponsors, um, Outbreak, Terry Katz from Outbreak. So we're we're looking at booking um, accommodation at the moment. We're looking at Mandalay Bay the other day, but they didn't have self-contained apartments. And me and Patrick, Patrick wants me to have a full self-contained apartment this year. So I don't know if I'll go where the athletes stay. I think all the athletes stay. Um, what do they stay? Yeah, they, they stay yeah. you all leave, but none, yeah. none of them actually stay there. <laughs> Yeah, because I've spoke to a few. I won't name names. Apparently, they said it's really average. So, or yeah. some some walked in there, and it's so bad they walked straight back out and got another hotel. So, uh, me and Terry are looking at places at the moment. I'm looking at like the Hilton, or I think it's the Vidara on Vidara, the strip. Vidara is Vidara is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. We, Vidara, that, we had a good night there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> you won't be having you won't be having that type of night there until after the Olympia. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm looking, at, looking at booking that in the next couple of weeks, and um, I don't know. I haven't. I guess. Eventually, Olympia will send you a contract. I'm assuming, you, you know, that'll yeah, be cool. To, that yeah. day. Hey, how much? How much does the uh, prize money mean to you? Is it just the bonus, or do you actually use that as a little bit of motivation now? Or do you think it's just something that maybe later on, towards the end of your tail end of your pro career, where it's more a motivational thing for you? Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, Logan brought that up. Like, I was like ten days out, and then Logan brought prize money up, and I had not even thought about it. I was like so delusioned and deranged, like thinking about how to try to get shredded. I had not thought about the prize money. And he's like, "Man, you could win some prize money now." I'm like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Never thought about it." And and um, yeah, I didn't really think about it till I got to New Zealand. The man Jay were like, "Fuck, I could win prize money here," you know. And then um, it was cool feeling cashing your first cashing your first check, which is my first check was three thousand US. I think it was like four and a half grand Australian. But you know, it's it's that's, cool because that's like. That's not bad. Yeah, like it's not. People say it's not a lot of money, but man, with how long we've all, we've all been bodybuilding, us boys, and you don't get no money for it. Fuck off, so when you get four, yeah, that's yeah, fucking when mad. You, when you get four and a half grand. I'm like, man, four and a half grand. Like, 
we, we never got net, no money the last six years. So to me, I was like, good. And I cashed another check at the end the Indie Pro. That's uh, two and a half or two grand US. So that'll probably be like close to three or 2,800 you know, a, bit, a little bit less, but um, still, you know, is, makes a big difference. Is Jade hitting you up to buy her a present for putting up with you for the last 20 weeks? Oh, <laughs> she gave, yeah. it was her birthday. It was her birthday when we when we left for um, LA, and then it was her birthday again when we got to LA two days in a row. Oh, wow. In the time tra- you know how, the, how you travel back in time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, got, she got spending money for um for that, and then she spent it all on Levi anyway, so... <laughs> how um how uh how much different or how much harder has it been going through a prep now that you're a dad? Oh man, it's yeah. I get a whole era of dads now. Like you should see the messages I get. That last prep was I was getting. I have days where I get like forty messages, and so many of them are dads. Some of them don't even like bodybuilding. They're like, man, I just follow you because. Because you do all this stuff and you, you run this business and you're a professional athlete and and you and you, you got your, your kid and I, I just think you're an inspiration and like it, it's hard it, it it it's a lot harder obviously because like like that morning that we were running around at three o'clock in the morning you got a two year old child and he, if he's throwing tannies and wants you know he's up you got to worry about them and you got you know when you're when you're depleted and tired and they want to play choo choos you could you know you got to try and be there so the it is hard is, and then what I, the fuck is choo choos. Trains, trains, okay. <laughs> they, they, they sort of—that's just our life, I guess. The past six years, so he—it's he, all he ever knows, I guess. Um, then the, the benefit of that is he's—he's he's only not even—he's two. Before he goes to to school to um, prep, he would have been on a plane for fifty times because he's, he's already been on a plane like twenty-four times um, at at two years old. So at least he gets to see a lot of the world, and um, he has ball wherever we are, like. We could we could be locked in the airport waiting in line, and he's running around trying to climb in the X-ray machines and like, you know, jump sliding down the bad rack. Like we can be in the middle of nowhere, and he's had a ball. Like when it started snowing in Indianapolis, he'd never seen the snow, and his eyes were lit up. He was like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, so he loves it. Is, but, it, um, is it a different type of motivation for you now that you have having having him in your life? Or, or yeah, yeah. As I said along when I got that belt. That that cardio belt, I got Levi's name written on the on the end of the tag. My training went up a whole new level when I sort of I would I would often when I'm training sort of pretend that his life's on the line all the time. And my training went up a whole new level when he was there because I felt like I didn't want to I, I didn't want him to ever see me lose. And that indie pro was my fourth show that he's been to, and that was the first show that I ever lost because before that he'd only ever seen me win, and he so it was always enough fuel for me to. I just felt invincible, you know. Every day that I was like dying, I was just thinking like, pretend his life's on the line, pretend his life's on the line. You know, he doesn't want to see dad fail, so I just kept pushing deeper and deeper, way past that I've ever gone, you know. But it just—it's a weird feeling, like you just feel like you've—you can go deeper when you've got someone to do it for, you know. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard a few people say that. Well, so what are, what are you going to be the plans after the Olympia? Or you haven't even thought that far ahead now. Well, Gally reckons I should do the Japan Pro, so. <laughs> Absolutely. That's in November. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I stayed about it. I said, I don't know. It's hard. The only hardest part is, like, what if we want to celebrate in Vegas, you know? But you can probably get away with a little celebration. Mate, your, your celebration in Vegas, you, you'll come out leaner. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll just spend one day at a pool party. We've, you'll come out considerably leaner. 
We've all discussed this a fair bit, actually, because we're all going to be there. It's gonna, I, I just presume you're going to be there too, Gretch, until you told me just before we did the show. So uh, Who knows? Who uh, knows how things go? I'm, I'm just, I can't plan it. I can't plan it. John, yeah. John Davies told me the other day that he rang up and extended his trip another week because I'm in the Olympia, so that was yeah, pretty cool. He's, yeah, so the World Gym Convention's there the week before. It's always the week before the Olympia. It's stupid that they do that. Yeah, he flies home just before it, but he told me the other day, he goes, I rang up and changed it. He goes, I'm not missing this. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. If, there's anything, if, there, if there's any way of me making it, I'll be there. I'll literally be flying to America for three days. And, and, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll do that. I'll do that. It'll be, it'll, it'll be well worth the trip for me, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, too, As if, 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 not if, when you qualify again for next year's Olympia, they're, they're taking it back to the Mandalay Bay. and that, that Yeah, so 2020, the Olympia's back at the Mandalay Bay, so you, you, wait till you see that. Because you could, already, so, you could potentially... Jade said, oh, hey, what about next year? And I said, I'll just do the same circuit again. Yeah, but you could potentially qualify right after this Olympia, yeah? Well, what is it going to be top... Is it the same as the Opens? Would the top five qualify for the year Olympia, the next year's Olympia? Gally? I think it is top five, yeah. But then if he if he does Japan, um, yeah, but then the nails one, that one. Yeah, but even if yeah. he doesn't win Japan, like if he if yeah. he if he places top five, but like Aaron, this is the weird the weirdest thing about this now because anyone else in your sort of situation in the past, we'll, we'll say John Davy for instance. You know what I mean? When John Davy qualified to to the Olympia, there was no real expectations of him doing all that great in the Olympia. He ended up coming last or equal last or something, didn't he, Gally? Yeah. Yeah. But he did it for the experience and to say he did the Olympia, do you know what I mean? And that's 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 a yeah. reward in itself. With all of these top pros retiring now, and you've got Flex that's out, you've got a bunch, yeah. a bunch of other blokes that have all retired now that normally place top five, they're all out. Like you mentioned before, there's a new breed of youngsters coming into the game in the 212. You're amongst that group. You're already in there. There is a very, very big likelihood that you could place top five, if not higher. Like, is that yeah. is that is yeah. that something that you take into consideration and think about now? Like, when you compare yourself, who do you compare yourself to on stage? Like, do you compare yourself to like Hardy Chopman? He, he still can't do it, can he, Gally? No, no. Not, not as yet. No. Well, that's another guy. No. That, that's another guy that's not even in the equation now. So, really, the next yeah, so the, the next big guy is Ahmed Ashkenani because he's a guy that plays second. Well, he didn't play second last year, did he? Uh, Derek Langford. Derek Langford would be is the top runner. He's the he's the number two. So yeah, he got second last year because Ahmed went down to fourth. I think yeah, last right. year. Yeah, he played second the year before. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. You got Jose out. Jose out. Dave Henry. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's almost, almost like he never retires, but he's he may. Have, I heard a rumor that he's out, but I don't know. I don't think Dave Henry. Yeah, I don't think he's. Hardy definitely out. Flex is they out. That's another reason why the Olympia lineup was going to be. Um, if I if I won three shows, the Olympia lineup would have been small because I've taken three qualifications. So yeah, I guess you you got to factor that in as well, you know. So three guys retire and one guy wins three or four shows. What happens then? There's going to be a lot of small lineup. So we, we, you know? we, 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 with Flex Lewis moving on to the Opens, and and obviously you know I know he's someone you looked up to as well with what he's done in the two twelves. Would you have preferred him to be in the show as a motivating factor, or it's it's not something you're even fussed about? I said to Jade, to be honest, I actually said I wish he was doing it because yeah. like I just just as a dream, like he's been my biggest idols in my career. From bodybuilding standpoint, was always like Flex Lewis, Kevin Lavrone, Lee Priest, you know, and I was like, man, it would have been. Awesome. As much as I want to get an extra position higher, it would have been sick competing against Flex Laws, man. Like, mm. I really wish to have to be, being, you know, 
side by side with him, but I bet obviously it's not going to happen. But um, I actually do wish he was doing it, but he's not. Yeah, uh, hey, you never know. Hey, tell you me. could be side by side with him in an open stage one day. You never know. Yeah, I feel like it's going to take me that long to fill out the ninety-six kg. But hey, well, it's taken he's, it's taken takes a long time. Yeah. He's two or three inches taller than me, so. Hey, um, we know Charles, our friend, all our friend Charles Lothian does all the shoots at the Olympia after yeah. the comps. Have you booked one in already? Because yeah, he does some epic shoots at Vegas. I booked it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've already that. When he, when he come up here on the Gold Coast not long ago, did my shoot, he said, he's like, we should do one after the Olympia. I'm like, yeah, for sure. 100% yeah. booked that in. So He's got some good places at Olympia, man. The, the, the desert or the, the, the main strip, he, he just does, does, does oh, some yeah. great ones. You just need to do a pool party shoot. It hasn't been done before. 100% a pool party. And R-rated. No, not R-rated. Just you holding a beach ball with a, with a cocktail in one hand, beach ball in the other hand. It'd be fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You know, you know, Patrick's other boy, Nicholas Villoid, he's not he's not competing this year either. And he was he was in the Olympics as well. He's too so, tall isn't he? He's out of it as well. There's a few guys. Yeah, he's, he's having a year off. I don't know why. Patrick well, let's be... Will, will the Olympia be the first time you've actually uh, met up with Patrick in person? Yeah, Patrick's coming. So Patrick said I'm coming just for me. And so, that'd be the oh, first time. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah, the first time. Yeah. Huh? He didn't go to the Indy Pro? No, he didn't go to the Indy Pro, nah, but he said he's definitely going to come to Olympia. It was supposed to be just for me, but, man, Patrick's been pulverised by messages from Australian, from Australians trying to get prepped by him. Like, I think it's a, he's had, like, 30 dudes from Australia want to be coached by him, so... Which is pretty cool to see how much footprint that I have. Is, but, is, um, is Adam John Waite one of those guys? I don't know, man. You don't believe this. Two guys that I competed against. Actually, three guys that I competed against on the stage messaged Pat to be coached by him after the, I, I competed with him. Pros. And two of them I gave his contacts to. And I think he's coaching two of them now. Errol Moore is one of them, which is... My, a mate of mine that I've become good friends with, and another guy I can't remember his name. He's coaching two two twelve guys that, that were in my lineup. So it sounds like he doesn't feel sorry for you, and that's a thing that you need. He's not mm. gonna if you if he knows that you're dying for a cheat meal, he's just not gonna feel bad and say tough tough. Yeah, yeah. he's like a silent assassin. Like he'll be really nice to you, but he'll just say no. Like he he won't <laughs> let up. He'll be like, man, you, come on, bro, you can get through this. It's all good, but he will not budge. Like it's just no is no. Did you cheat on the diet ever? Nah, in the end, you just don't ask. The worst day I ever had, when I almost cracked, I was going literally crazy. I was so hungry. I sculled, um three of those um, white boom cans. Those Have you had? You tried a white boom that Massive Joe's sell? Oh, man, they're the best. They're like monster energy cans, like sugar-free, yeah. sugar-free energy drinks. And That's they're 500. They're 500 mil. I sculled a litre and a half of them in one go. It was like... It was like one fifteen hundred megs of caffeine. Fucking hell! They oh. taste. They taste like lollies. Like they taste it's like gummy. Bits. How did you feel after that? Oh, fucked up. <laughs> I, I got to the Marriott because we're staying at the Marriott. And I didn't want to go to the Marriott, but I booked it a year and a half before that. Year before that, middle of my prep, we're going to the Marriott, and and I and I got there. And my stomach was so bloated. I look, like I had three twin sets of twins in my belly. That's so bloated from from the, all the shit that's in the um. In those drinks, there's obviously yeah. some shit in there. And I felt, yeah, it was uncomfortable. But I was, I was going to cheat. Like, I was so hungry. And I just, yeah. But I didn't cheat. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I tell you, I, right. I, there's not many guys I know that can that can do a prep like that and and not cheat. So I'll give it to you because, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. And I and I saw you personally when I was back home in Austin. Anyway, I saw you how you were. You've never, you, been, you you've never been the type of guy to cheat on your diet, even as an amateur. But do you think that your uh, mentality has changed drastically ever since becoming a pro? Yeah, you definitely go up a level, like, and you think you've hit top level, and then you just find another level, like. That's what I found in my career. Like this was definitely the highest level I ever go. Then you find another level that Le- Levi was born. I found another level. Then then the pro show that prep that Patrick prep then was I've never even Logan said so many times he goes I've never ever seen you push this hard man. Like Logan said to me at one point he goes I don't think I could do what you're doing and that's a bit of pretty cool thing to come from Logan because he gets he gets shredded as well you know but he's seen me he's seen the dark days when I was walking in the gym couldn't barely talk to anyone and. He could see the skeleton face. Like, I had no face left. <laughs> and, so, um, yeah. So, if anyone wants to get prepped by Patrick, do you want to let everyone know his details now? Or, yeah, I don't think you take it. I've stopped part. I don't think I can pass anyone on. Like, I had one, t- I had two today. I had two today. And one of you you're gonna get heaps well. more after this podcast. 100%. Heaps are from Sydney, but, yeah. um, I don't think he can take any more on. I was going to say, surely he'd be at a, at a cap number that he could do. Because he obviously, the guys he's got now, he looks after very well. Like, he's a very hands-on coach. Yeah, so he is. There's only, there's only so many people you can do when you're like that. Yeah, but, I was sort of hoping you would just take just Logan on, so it would just be me and Logan, you know. But I know he's taken a few. Yeah, but, um, be, oh, so he's let, he's, let the back, he's let the cat out of the bag there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Logan, I, it's Logan's I, on. I think it's 100% with Logan, but um, yeah, but they, they, are, they are talking – and he sees good potential in Logan. And I've just run it past him before. I'm like, oh, do you reckon you could – what do you reckon you could do with him? Like, he's, I said – I started. I was like, showed him photos. I'm like, look, this is his rear shots are pretty impressive. Do you reckon you can make him fuller and be – I said, he needs to be a super heavy. He, at the moment, he always competes as a heavy. He needs to be a super. I think he'd do better in the supers. And if you can get his arms and chest a little fuller, how dangerous would he be? And he's like, man, he's got crazy potential. So I just want to see what he could do, mm. you know. Like Logan knows what he's doing, but we, everyone just wants to see the full, full blown, hundred and two, hundred and three kilo Logan. Exactly. Yeah, and, I, and I agree. I agree with you. And I said this to Logan last week. I think if anyone can do it, I think Patrick can can definitely get him in the right space. And I think what makes it will make it easier for him is you're doing the Olympia, so you guys are doing the same prep. Yeah, because Logan's like, I don't know if I can do the no. Logan said straight to me, I don't know if I can do that 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 diet. I don't know if I can do no the, the no cheat meal thing. I said you can do it, man, because. I did it, and then I was like you. I said, if I can do it, you can do it. And then the sort of fact that we'll be doing it together, I think, will help as well because, you know, when you're going to make doing it side by side with you, you can sort of yeah, ride each other. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't even know if you could do it without you, to be honest. Like, you need a supporting yeah. partner, but that, that that cheat meal thing, that's a head fuck because that's that's, that's kind that's, of like your reward at the end of the week and it and it refreshes, yeah. your, it refreshes your motivation. Like, yeah. That, I don't think I can do needs, it. I'll he, be needs, he needs someone that has done it and can keep him going and keep him going. And with you there, I think yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I said I said you'll be able to do it, man, but you're gonna have to train on Sundays. And he doesn't. If that's his golden rule. He doesn't train on Sunday. I said my biggest coping mechanism was Sunday was cheat day and UFC day and go to the mate's house and have a barbecue and eat KFC day. You know, so I had to stay home a lot and I would train in the morning. We'd do family stuff throughout the middle of the day. Then I'd train again at night. And that's the only way was training, doing a double training session that I would stop thinking about food because if I was at home, everyone's cheating on Sunday. How, how, was, just, how was Jade you know, with that? How was Jade with that? 
Like this, like I know, oh, like we've all got supporting partners, but I know, like it, my missus will miss the one-on-one date nights. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like, did, is that something that she missed and it was a little bit hard on her, or is that something that she just completely understood and supported you the whole way through? Oh, she understood 100%. The thing we suffer with the most that we like, we don't go out for dinners much anymore because Levi can't do late dinners. So we sort of stopped doing dinners. Like our family nights are Uber Eats in and watch a movie. So the, we weren't Uber Eating anymore. That was that sucked. But I would just try and incorporate, as Gally was there one day, we would go to Surfers Paradise and do a family walk with Levi. And it's not very productive when he comes. <laughs> and, um, and then they would have breakfast and I would – I just learned to do this is even harder. They would have breakfast in front of me and I would bring my breakfast to the – I would eat my omelette at home and I would bring my oats to the coffee shop and have a black shot of coffee and they would eat their, their normal breakfast and I'd have to obviously smell it. And then I would get boiling water in my oats and just eat with them at the cafe so we felt like we're having a, a cheat you're day. Still, or you're a, still spending time together. Yeah, so she yeah. should have coffee and she'd have smashed apple on toast or whatever and Levi has, you know, peanut butter on toast or whatever he has or – eggs and, and we have a, a family little outing but I was just having my normal oats and Gally was there a couple of times maybe and um that was our cheats so yeah that's what we did yeah mad so, hey, yeah, all right we uh we should probably wrap up because we are keeping you a little bit late but um we uh give yourself a bit of a plug so give your uh your clothing thingies a bit of a plug now because we've all got your shirts I don't know if Gally's got his yet um but um they're good quality shirts, and now you've got your kind of your winter merchandise uh, coming out. So, um, your AP apparel, and now you're uh, also personal training out at Kumara. So, uh, give yourself a bit of a plug, and if anyone wants to get in contact with you for short shirts and merchandise and PT, what do they need to do? I had the shirt first day. I'm not even wearing one. But, um, yeah, so I, it's um, www.aaronpilates.com. So I've got, yeah, two shirts out, the 212 Pilates, like basketball type tee, and then the How Bad Do You Want to Win, which is like a suffering type prep tee, you know, which went crazy. Like when it first came out, I think I sold like 400 of them. So they're slowing down a little bit now, but you can get them on the website. And I've got two hoodies out now, uh, the 212 Pilates basketball type hoodie with a small pocket logo and um the step into the darkness hoodie which is the hashtag that i started during that last prep is all about that mentality you know can you step into the darkness and how long can you stand can you stand being in the darkness so that's sort of taken off now that that step in the darkness hashtag i wasn't sure if people would understand it as much but i guess when i went to indian like i was lean people sort of respected it a little bit more about you know it makes sense it's just the cool prep footy. Like, I gave one a Logan yesterday, and he's like, fuck, it looks sick. It's double black on the front and blood red on the back, and it's just like, yeah, looks, you know, it's got a step in the darkness. It's just a, it's a really good prep footy. It's just like that mentality of how 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 uncomfortable are you willing to get, you know, and how long can you stay in it for? Because most people can't handle it, and that's that's bodybuilding. It's, you know, and some guys are, are crazy just, that can just handle it for forever and ever and ever, you know. So, mm. but, um, yeah, you can get them on AaronPilates.com and, um, Thanks guys for the support so far. Like before the show is far out. Before before um, NZ Jabe was like man, packing and sending like nonstop all day. We're pumping them out. So appreciate it all. It all helps towards the Olympia. And in a month or two, when I start my Olympia prep, I will bring out Olympia t-shirt. So um, which, which will be cool. So that'll be cool. I'll give his up. Uh, that that'll yeah. that'll that'll sell like hotcakes. Yeah, they'll yeah because then, then people feel like they're directly 
like depositing towards your Olympia prep because like you got an Olympia shirt and you know it's just a, it's an Australian in Olympia. Like I'm surprised Josh never bought an Olympia shirt. It's know? not only that; it's it's people that can't be there that want to be there. They'll be watching the Olympia at home wearing their your Olympia shirt. You know what I mean? Like that'll be yeah. that'll be a cool feeling knowing knowing that that's. I've got to make sure all the ones that are coming too, like Ali and all the boys have one as well so i can be i've had this little epitome of the day you need to get like a photo of everyone at the front of the stadium or something with all the matching shirts on that i reckon that'll look boss and i got my own little australian little posse wearing it all you know at the, at, the, few- at the athlete meet and greet we'll be mad with you there i, I was gonna yeah. i was gonna say aaron how good is it you, you, i just ended my head then when gretchy said it the meet and greet at the olympia that's fucking how good yeah. is that? Well, that yeah that'd be crazy Bitch. yeah I've never been to one in my whole the whole times I've been I've never been never been to a meet and greet, but I will this year. Even I have. I will this year. Yeah, right. They they're they're pretty they're pretty full on, man. They're fucking packed. (laughs) Oh my god. And it's in a U. Like the the area they have it in, like upstairs, it's like there's no yeah, it's all blocked off in the Oh no, sorry, sorry. Not tell a lie. I did go for the first time ever last year. That's right. I remember Sean Roden. Yep, sorry. There you You're go. The second time this year. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway. Aaron, thanks for coming on. Gally, thanks for getting up nice and early. Um, it's all right, go back to bed for an hour. If you uh, want to contact Aaron for shirts, get onto his website and um, we'll put we'll put a little thingy on the bottom here so people can click on the website yeah. too. And um, or message him on Instagram and if you want the details for his coach. Uh, make sure you message Aaron because I think uh, a lot of people after this are going to be hitting him up. He needs to, uh, you need to start charging royalties. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. Uh, everyone who's listening to this, make sure you click like and subscribe to Muscle Asylum TV on YouTube and uh, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud if you're listening to the podcast. And uh, if you're after one of those uh, new Muscle Asylum singlets, make sure you hit us up because I'm about to send... A fair few to Afghanistan, to our trips in Afghanistan. So uh, before the sizes run out, the rest are going there. So make sure you get your hands on that. So uh, thanks for coming on, Aaron. Thank you, Gally. And thanks for everyone watching. And uh, see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Muscle Asylum Radio. Make sure you check out our page on Facebook called Aussie Muscle Asylum and post all your bodybuilding material.